0: Hi, I'm Fergus Murray, a science teacher for an autistic adult. I'm part of AMAZE, the Autistic Mutual Aid Society of Edinburgh. I want to talk a bit about the role of autistic interests and spiky profiles in employment, and how to work with them. People talk about restricted interests in autistic people, but it's really much more accurate to talk about photo focused interests. For example, at the moment I'm intensely interested in plants and economics, but at other times I might keep getting sucked in by linguistics or philosophy. Our interests pull our attention away from anything else we might otherwise attend to, much more strongly than in most people, which accounts for a big part of what people talk about as executive dysfunction in autism. We struggle to direct our attention to what the rest of the world wants us to, which can be disabling. This has many implications for how we should think about autism and work. One is that because our interests tend to focus our attention so tightly, we miss learning a lot of the skills that other people take for granted, or it takes us a lot longer to learn them. We have very spiky skills profiles, in other words. Most of us have islands of high ability, sometimes many islands, sometimes very high ability. A small minority of autistics have so-called savant skills, like extraordinary musical or mathematical ability, but far more of us are just unusually good at and knowledgeable about a few things. We can often pick up new skills very quickly if they engage us. However, we tend to have gaps in the skills required to navigate the world of work. It's tough to generalise, but some of the areas autistic people may struggle with include socialising, paperwork and spotting jobs which need doing without being told. That means we are disadvantaged by an employment culture which demands broad spectrum competence of all employees and job seekers, even when many skills are largely irrelevant. We are likely to need support in some areas, which are not always easy to identify, but we are also likely to be surprisingly much better than most of our co-workers at certain things. There's a stereotype that we tend to have strong technical skills and in-depth knowledge of certain subjects, and it's true that we often do, but it's less widely appreciated that we can also be highly creative, good at explaining things clearly, and noticing things that other people miss. Once we realise we're lacking a skill, which might take a while, we can often pick it up, give them motivation, a good explanation, and enough practice. So to make the most of autistic people's areas of strength, employers need to make sure they're not discriminating too much on the basis of traits like sociability, when they're only marginally important to getting a job done, and they need to provide an environment and appropriate supports that allow autistic people to flourish once they're in a job. Part of that means being ready to find different ways of working. For example, autistic people often benefit greatly from reduced hours at work compared with an arbitrary 35-hour work week, in common with many disabled people, as well as people with caring responsibilities, disproportionately women, and quite possibly just humans in general. We are also far from unique in benefiting from more control over our working environment, which may mean working from home. The sensory and social demands of too many workplaces are intensely draining for many of us, and we too often end up leaving jobs, or being fired due to burnout, or just never quite fitting in. That said, we are often extremely good workers if the environment suits us, and the work interests us. Most office workers seem to spend most of their workdays on things other than work. One study found that the average was less than 3 hours actually working in an 8 hour day. So it's not surprising that a hyper-focused autistic person can get so much done, relatively speaking. I've spoken to more than one artist who's had workmates complain about them getting too much work done. However, without a healthy culture of negotiation at work, our different ways of working can become major barriers to accessibility and productivity. Many people have a better idea than their managers of their own strengths and areas where they need support, especially after they've been in the job a while. That's one of the reasons why people with more control over their own jobs and work environments are statistically more productive, as well as happier and healthier. The problem is all the greater for autistic workers whose brains usually work so differently from how the average manager would expect for better and worse that their assumptions are far more likely to be wrong this is a recurring issue for autistics who are either expected to work just like everyone else as if everyone else worked just the same or given a set of set of adjustments that the employer has decided on unilaterally instead figuring out what works should be an ongoing trial and error process involving employer and employee And preferably a third-party advocate someone who's able to listen to concerns on either side without prejudice be it a disability officer or someone from an outside organization this really ought to be someone with a genuine understanding of autism in the workplace probably someone who's either autistic themselves or has had training from actually autistic people demand for such training is high when a maze ran workshops at the university of edinburgh they booked up almost as soon as they were posted and despite putting on an extra workshop all 75 spaces were filled up and we had a waiting list twice that length. Feedback on the workshops included many comments like I found this so much more useful and insightful than if the session were delivered by an holistic non autistic professional. However, convincing the employers to pay for such training is not always easy. So much of what autistic people need at work comes down to understanding and appreciating diversity. Different people have different ways of seeing things and approaching problems, and they have different needs and challenges. When autistic and other neurodivergent people are shut out of the workplace, we all lose out on valuable perspectives and ways of approaching problems, as we do when any group is excluded. Neurodiversity is just one aspect of diversity in general, and a broader recognition of the value of different ways of being and thinking is good for gender equality, racial equality, and social inclusion across the board. Among other differences, autistic people's sensory sensitivity and need for clarity and freedom from distractions tend to be far more acute than for most people. But funnily enough, many people are happier and get more work done when they're not dealing with constant low-level distraction, confusion and overstimulation. Autistic people can be like a canary in a coal mine. Often an accessible work environment for autistic people is better for most of their colleagues too. Most people have too little control over their work environment to get things like this changed. As autistic people, we're legally entitled to reasonable adjustments on grounds of disability. But it's difficult to enforce this when in practice employers get to decide what's reasonable. Again. Negotiation is key. While autistic people may have more idea what they need than their bosses, they should not be expected to identify all reasonable adjustments up front when they start a job. Finally, we also need to talk about autistic people outside of formal employment. It's thought that most autistic people are not in paid employment, although the available data on this has built-in limitations to do with reliance on self-reporting and the invisibility of undiagnosed autistics in the statistics. Most of us would like to be in work. But given the many challenges I've talked about and the lack of control most workers have over their activities and environment, self-employment might be a better option for many of us. I know autistic artists, writers, advocates and others who are often massively talented, but their patchy skills profiles make it hard to manage the networking, paperwork, scheduling and everything else a self-employed worker needs, while maintaining enough energy to keep doing what they love and helping other people. With a little support and a basic income to get by on, These people could be doing great work. In fact, many already are, in between gruelling benefits assessments and burnout from trying to juggle all the elements of self-employment on their own. An autistic person empowered to get on with doing what they care about is a force to be reckoned with. Thank you.